Hello and welcome to episode six of Three Dumplings, a podcast from three Asian girls about the issues, concerns and absurdities of our lives. I'm writer Hannah Rose Yee and I'm here with my co-hosts, blogger Peony Lim. Hi. And photographer Kit Lee. Hello. This is it, the final episode of the first season of Three Dumplings. So no. sad. How did we get here so quickly? It's so right. right. <laughs> She's like, yeah, it's over. No, Kit. I'm looking forward to the second season. Okay. Okay, good, good, good. <laughs> we'll give you a pass on that. Yeah. We hope you have enjoyed listening to us ramble on about what it means to be an Asian woman in 2018, as much as we have enjoyed rambling on. It's definitely very bittersweet to record this episode because this is the last one of the series and we might not be recording for a little while. But we're going out with a bang, quite literally, because we're going to be talking about sex, baby. <laughs> Lot, as oh you just God. read that intro, text messages popped up on my phone from my friend being like, I just bumped into your ex. <laughs> it's called karma. That is oh, weird no. timing. universe speaking. Yeah. <laughs> well, as I'm sure many of you know, Peony is married. Uh, Congratulations. Old married woman. But Kit and I are both single. So Kit, are you on the apps? Oh my god, so excited. I I think as a married person, I literally love seeing other people's apps because I never did apps because so much of my life happens digitally. So I was like, something needs to happen in real life. So I decided deliberately to not do apps, but I live for other people's apps. Yeah, people in relationships and people who are married are obsessed with the apps. Because I never had the experience, so I'm like, show me the experience. Let me live through you. Kid, are you on them? (laughs) Yeah. Are you living through it? Silence. My answer is no oh my effing God. way. Can we set you <laughs> no, up on one now just no, for fun? Yes. I'm so, no, 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 I'm really, no. I'm no, so I, I, I prefer the old traditional way, like, hey, Does blind date. Does that happen now still, Happened for you? Slow. I, know, I did a few. A no. Um, In many ways. <laughs> no, it does happen. I, I, think, I think the point of the apps is basically just to put people in front of you at a high volume. How many dates have you been on from apps, Anna? Too many. And, and they were all disasters? Absolute unmitigated disasters. But I've been to Tinder weddings, guys. Oh, my oh, no, God. This is my I have friends who are Tinder married with baby. I have so many friends who are, like, with the love of their life. From that Tinder. they met from, uh, maybe not Tinder, but Bumble, certainly. Oh. But the thing is that they're the exception; they're not the rule. And oh, I think who's can't... quoting rom coms already? <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up that that was from a rom com. I was going to try and pass it no. up as my kind of <laughs> articulate. Don't try and cheat me, Hannah. I know oh all those rom coms. I just think that you can't set your store by that because yeah. that is like a, you know, once in a lifetime kind of, yeah. you know, a chance, and you can't measure your own personal experience on the apps by that you can't expect that going into the apps either because if you do that's where disappointment lies like that is yeah. where ban and all mm-hmm. hope ye who enter there because yeah. that is not a place where you can be like waiting to meet the one because i don't think you it'll can, be no, but you can't be waiting to meet the one anywhere like yeah. that's not a thing mm, that's, that's not gonna true. happen for you so yeah i think my only concern is my expectation of someone if you say you meet up with this person what your expectation is is he going to be six foot tall is he hunky is he well dressed does he have okay. personality hunky, <laughs> hunky. hunky. What is a very 90s F. word <laughs> literally okay oh kit what's your type my type uh oh god i like someone who is creative um oh i'm so superficial i was about to go down the looks road <laughs> looks maybe in the middle part but um <laughs> hmm hair 
definitely. What, he has hair. hair. <laughs> Make sure he has hair. Make sure okay. he has n- no receding hairline. No. Oh, no. okay. Okay. Is that that is... rules out quite a lot of I, men I don't know. I have this long list of, you know, what I... What's your what weirdest deal breaker? Oh. <gasps> I'd say money. <laughs> well, as in if they're skin. <laughs> I think, what well, if they have a very stable career. Okay. And that they have enough money to live on. And Wait, that's a turn off or that's a turn on? Turn on. Okay. But not as materialistic or anything. It's about right. survival because we're, you know, Chinese. <laughs> that is so Asian, by the Chinese way. It's Chinese mentality <laughs> that makes sure that money is number one. And then second is personality. Every guy I've dated has basically not had a job. And, oh, yeah, we've, um, we've been there. <laughs> we have been there with the skin like, boyfriend. Laundry list of my one already is like creative go people back. who like don't yeah. have jobs and have like no ambition at all. And I just love them. But no, anyway, what, what's, what's your no, type? No, no, let's get you first. You first. Oh, I'm so bad because I just like, I think my type is just like You're going to say beautiful boy? <laughs> no, like, my type is so... Has, so has a penis? Weird. Yeah. <laughs> like, honestly, it's strange. Like, I when I look at, like, when I look back at all the guys I've dated, it's, like, not, not, there have been that many. Well, anyway. Like, the, the, <laughs> you're, you're stammering. When I, when I look back at, at, like, guys that I've dated, there's not really a common theme. Not even in personality or, in or personality, evidently in all, lack of employment. They're all really funny. So okay. I do, like. So personality. Funny guy. And I'm quite, like, gregarious and outgoing. Yeah. So I think. That is obviously something I'm drawn to. But I, when you get older, you do kind of realise things are more important to you than maybe you thought they were when you were totally. like 19 and you 100%. were on the dance floor looking for someone to make for out babe. with. Yeah. Like I think now there are some things that are just deal breakers for me and it's things like like ambition. I don't say that as like they have to have, you know, want to climb a career ladder and, you know, be a CEO of a company. I more just mean that they just have to want things and they mm. have to yeah. kind of like have a desire be passionate um, for people. things yeah. yeah and then the other thing is that they have to be curious like they have to like oh, care totally. about things yeah ask you questions and, and, and that's deeper. like a, the journal want to grow because yeah. i'm a curious person but um it's that kind of wanting to to know more and yeah, see yeah. more and do more and and like have you know new experiences like that's really important to me but oh god physically I don't know. I, I like, um, are we like really doing this? Like, yeah, yeah. Really doing, doing it, doing it. <laughs> I'm um, listening. <laughs> and Me like, and Kay have never focused like, on you so much. I know, it's like so stressful. I, I like 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 big guys. So I just like pick like tall men basically. Okay. Yeah. But like, I don't really have a hair color, eye color, nothing really. Okay. Facial hair. I've like actually canonically that is something that I have enjoyed. So there you go. <laughs> there you go. I guess that's maybe that's a thing then. Yeah, yeah tall with like facial hair. Into that's like a type. lumberjacks or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I don't know. Like celebrity crush is like, like Chris Pine. So oh, what? Are you surprised by that? I love a him. Back. <laughs> <laughs> He's got acne. <laughs> We can see the scars on his face. Yeah, but it's like he's like weathered and like gorgeous and he's like smart and I love no, him. No, not on that page. Otherwise. Sorry. Okay, you have to say who uh, your celebrity crush is. My celebrity crush is Jonathan Rees Myers. I loved him since when he first appeared in Gormenghast. That was 1995. Wow, that is a deep cut. 1995. He had beautiful hair. I can't remember what the story was about. I mean, he's incredibly beautiful, but for me too, too beautiful. Come on, bend it like Beckham. Oh my God. He's kind of like the cheekbones and stuff. Hannah's already fucking flagging my type. God, I have such a type. 
Mine is like, Hannah's looking at me, she's like, come on, say it. <laughs> they're always over six foot. I'm literally so like, mm, admitting this. I always over six foot, they're always dark haired, they always have blue eyes or green eyes. Hannah's nodding along. Always. Literally, they all look, they're like of a type. Yeah. Absolutely of a type. You're the complete opposite to me. Like, if you yeah. if you line them all up in a row, they look <laughs> like they're from a breed of human. It, yeah. It's like central casting peonies type. Whereas, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. if you line them all, mine all up in a row, it's like, what is this rogue gallery of baristas and surfers who live in their mum's basement and don't know how to cook anything? That is right, also Scott. a type, though. Right. So my type is. We're going to hopefully move away from that type, but that no, is no, a type. I'm, I'm, I'm trying. This is yeah. like, hopefully, being in London will expose me to new um jobless new types. people yeah. um you know who if who you're unemployed and over six foot please message in on our instagram for Hannah. yeah thank you <laughs> <laughs> who's your celebrity like who's your celebrity okay, so this is gonna be like you're gonna be like what the fuck do we know but do one know? of Does my like know? big celebrity crushes doesn't conform to my type it's Army Hammer. Oh, I knew it. I had this love Army Hammer. Hammer. And someone I know didn't know. Matthew doesn't he listen to the podcast, so he will never hear this. Thank God. Of... But I showed someone a picture of Army Hammer because they didn't know what he looked like. And they were like, he basically is like a, a Hollywood version of Matthew. And I was like, just gonna uh, say, yeah. Matthew is British Army Hammer. So yes. apparently that is what I've gone for. So There's good for me. Big resemblance <laughs> between well, those two. It's, it is but I fancy Army Hammer's people... voice so so <laughs> if you love Army Hammer as Ben yeah. and I do, you need to download the audiobook of Call Me By Your Name. Oh is it God. him reading it? He reads Stop it. Stop no way. That straight away. Let me... And if you've seen Call Me By Your Name, there's like, you know, lots of um, great sex scenes. And um, there's one very specific sex scene that involves Peach. Uh, <gasps> that's not a spoiler. I'm sure everyone's seen the movie. It's, I haven't seen it. Oh. So, okay. yeah. Yeah, well, I, it's funny. When I, I just think celebrity hall passes are so telling. And I always ask like my friends this. I wrote yeah. a story about it for um, a website I used to work for in Australia about literally what does your celebrity yeah. hall pass say about you? Because yeah. I think they're so revealing. But Kits is basically mine. You know what I mean? Like I you think would think on paper that Kits, like Jonathan Rhys Myers is basically my type. I don't yeah. know how tall he is, but it's dark, blue eyed, like Western looking pretty. guy. Pretty. I like an <laughs> Irish All my exes are very pretty. Yeah. So are you like Colin Farrell? Yeah. Maybe that not vibe. Colin Farrell, but very, I think I love the accent. It's mm. heavy I R. I think you love that accent. Jamie Dornan. Too. Jamie Dornan's from, uh, I think maybe he's from Northern... Christian Grey from no. Fifty Shades of Grey. I'm sorry, what? I, I, you don't know who Jamie Dornan is? Jamie Dornan is from Belfast. Belfast. That's different. You're just describing anyone as pretty now as my type. He's pretty. He, I know. Well, my celebrity hall passes are so kind of bipolar, which kind of reflects my, I guess, like wider dating type, I suppose. But because um, I like like Idris Elba and I like Chris Pine at the moment, I love Henry Golding. I can't get enough of Henry Golding. <laughs> and also Peter Kavinsky from To All the Boys I've Loved Before. I like that 22-year-old actor Noah Centineo who's in this super cute um netflix rom-com to all the boys i've loved before like i'm so obsessed with him like it's okay. got bordering on a, like a, a like a problem um like i've written like seven stories about it and i just like it's insane that's okay but um no my most embarrassing crush is um in australia like no one knows who he is but he's british so everyone will know who he is so i like have this huge crush on david mitchell the guy from the guy from peep show <laughs> He's so funny. <laughs> and he's just like, he's just funny. David who? David Mitchell, he's like a comedian. I can't with a beard. Oh, I, I know. Oh my God, really? Yes. He's not even tall. No, guy. I know. He's oh just. Oh my God, he's Hannah, just, why? He's just so cute. I mean, he's hilarious. Funny. He is very funny. And That's... like, he does a lot of, he hosts a lot of the yeah. like comedy The kind of sketch shows. But yeah, he, he is a, very funny. 
And you find humor funny, so that makes sense. Yeah, and I listened to um, Desert Island Discs, and he oh was God, on it. Love... Oh, was he on it? Is he was he on a Desert Island Discs, like, you know, a couple of years ago. Okay. And his Archive. it was before he um, met, well, I think maybe he'd already met his now wife, but they weren't together. And he, he in this episode, he just talks a lot about, like, being single and lonely. And I was just like, oh, I, love I love you, you. David Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> so that's my, when my, um... My old boss and I, we used to talk about starting a podcast, which we never did, called Smilf's Strange Men I'd Like to Fuck, basically. Oh, my God, lol. Um, and that was going to be the premiere episode because her one is Boris Johnson. Oh, oh my God. And mine is David Mitchell. So we we're going to do like a Smilf kind of situation and like talk about newsworthy Smilfs of the week. But anyway, oh, that's an nice. idea for another time. Don't steal my podcast idea. Um, <laughs> Kit, who's your weirdest celebrity oh, crush? I'm so embarrassed now. Um, Shame well, crush. Well, now you guys know that I really love Jonathan Rees Myers. Boss um, asked me to dress him, just the shirts. And, uh, the I body gra- was out. I, I grabbed the shirt from the rail and I went to the dressing room, say, hey, hey Jonathan, um, would you mind taking your top off so I can put <laughs> <laughs> on the shirt on and um, let me know when you're ready. <laughs> As he pull his top off I just turned around I'm like really embarrassed but I can see the reflection in the mirror with his ultra bod I put on a shirt around his body oh, <laughs> I need him to come on an episode no, no, just as he no, arms in first I was so embarrassed I was giggling inside my head arms in first and then I went to his back and he had his other arm mm, in yeah. and I in that classic way that you put a shirt on with the first arm and then, then the second <laughs> Then he turned round, I <laughs> buttoned up his shirt, and as, as I was doing his collar, I was trying to <laughs> smell his neck. <laughs> that is so unprofessional. Like, 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 did you get employed by GQ again after this? <laughs> I can't remember what magazine it was. I think it was GQ or, or FHM. I don't know. I was, yeah, literally so close to his neck, just breathing in, mm, adjusting his shirt, and then he did his own tie. I was like... That's such a shame because doing ties for men is super, super so sexy. so creepy. Can I'm I just, creepy just say that? that? Who's your weird celebrity crush, Penny? You're going to die. It's Actually, Hannah might not even know because they, I think he was only really famous in the UK, but Kit will definitely know. Try me. Tell us. Justin from The Darkness. No way. I, I worked no with him before. Oh, oh, wait. The Darkness, bro. the band? Yes. yes. Is he the one with the hair? The one he's with the, the curly singer. hair. He had a my, skinny I guy. I that. My friend, Alex, if you're listening, Alex, she loved The Darkness. Yeah. She had a huge crush on him. And I think yeah. even once she went to a concert and went backstage. Oh, my um, God. So, basically, if you are one of these three the gentlemen that we <laughs> clearly all really enjoy, please get in touch. We would love to interview you for yeah. a fun follow-up episode. I love you, David Mitchell. Um, Justin? You know, I'm there for you. He did have amazing hair in fans. No, but it was also like the charisma and the music and he was very was like, like 70s glam rock and you know I just love that whole thing. Also, he's a little bit of a pretty boy. Like, Oh, oh don't be boring. He, he is. Is he? I, I mean, like, I dressed him before. I mean, lot, it could be a lot weirder. Also, you didn't say you're a weird um, celebrity crush. Oh, yeah. Gear. He was not my celebrity crush. No, you no, didn't. You, did. you just talked about Jonathan more and more and more. Yeah, he was my celebrity crush. No, no your weird, weird one. one. That was a weird one. No, it's not no, a weird one. That's a one. classic one. No one thinks one. Jonathan Rees Myers is a weird crush. You need to choose like a newsreader or something. Freaking hell. I have no idea. <laughs> I need to Google. No, I don't think I have any. No one. There's no one that you fancy that's a bit weird. None. 
Oh, I've got so many. Mm. So oh, many. Wow. What is your advice as a married person to two single girls? <laughs> Because you actually gave me some of the best. Okay, um, yay, good for me. Advice. I feel like whenever I see you and you gave me this advice, life changing advice. Must have been the last time I was in the UK before I moved here. Yeah, I saw you and I was like, oh, been seeing this guy and then I'm not seeing him anymore. And I'm so sick of it. I was sick of these like non-starter relationships, just like one after another, after another, after another. And um, I remember I was talking to you about it, and you were like, okay, well. Like, what do you want? And then I listed off this whole long list of things. And you were like, okay, first of all, you need to cut a couple of things from that list because your list is unrealistic. And I was like, <laughs> okay, that's fair. But I don't think that anyone had actually told me that I couldn't, like, have everything. Like, I think yeah. there's this idea that you can have everything that you want. And I think, realistically, it's not possible to get everything that you want. You no, have but to you compromise. might get other amazing things that, that you, you didn't even imagine. Even... Exactly. Totally. Okay, so I think my main piece of advice to single girls, which I definitely lived by, and I think that was one of the different experiences for me than some of my girlfriends, was if they act like they didn't care, they don't care. And cut them off because you shouldn't care about them either. Don't be chasing after them. And I, the amount of conversations I have with women where they're like, I really like him and you know, he says he wants to have dinner, but then he doesn't follow up and he doesn't... If he's doing that, it's because he doesn't give a shit. Mm. It's not a complicated reason. That he's is all it is. He's just mm. not that into you. And I really believe in that. And you deserve someone that is 150% into you. So don't even worry about them because they weren't right for you and ultimately you want someone that's right for you so it's it's not a loss for you and it's not a loss for them anyway i just interviewed this dating guru um he's british he's called matthew hussey and oh, he's a genius what does a modern dating guru do exactly he, he's, he's he styles himself as a life coach but basically okay. he's about kind of like giving advice um to okay. women he's super popular and I interviewed him for a story for um, Marie Claire in Australia. And I asked him what the question that he gets asked the most is mm-hmm. by women. And he said, he said the questions are the, like kind of vary, but at, at their core, it's the same question. And it's basically, how can I get more out of this person that's not giving me more? Yeah. And his answer, and, it, and that could be a second date, yeah. a text back, mm-hmm. meeting the I parents, love you, whatever, an engagement yeah. ring. Like yeah, yeah. it goes on and on and on. Like, you know, a, a bigger house, kids, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But he said, the problem with that question is that you are never, fundamentally, never going to be able to get more out of someone who doesn't want to give you more. Superficially, you can, but like Mm -hmm. at a fundamental level, you will never be able to get more. They will only give you what they want to give you. So he was like, so stop asking for more. And like when you get to that point, those are people that need to be dispensed and you move on to someone who is going to give you more. And um, him saying that, I just was like, this is pivotal. Wow, that is really a revelatory piece of information. Because I think that... I think you can kind of like labor under this misapprehension that you can just like get, get you can what fix you someone want by kind changing of thing. someone yeah. or fixing them or, yeah. or somehow like if you do enough. Or they're in a strange situation in their life and you need to support them through it or whatever excuse you're giving. Yeah. I did also live by a couple of like bizarre rules which may only work for me, but I stuck to them hard specific? and fast. They're pretty specific. Okay, sure. Sure. So in order to decipher whether someone is one of these time wasters, um, let's call them that. I would... Fuck boys. I'm going to change the rating so <laughs> we can swear. <laughs> we're moving to explicit, baby. Episode oh, no. six, we're doing it. We can say fuck boys. So I would have the system where if, like, let's say they rang me and I missed their call, I would only be allowed two types of communication 
after that point. So now obviously, when I first was dating, there was like no social media. Now obviously that includes Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, everything. So every platform, your phone, text, voicemail, everything, okay? So you're only allowed two punches. So you, if you wanna leave them one missed call, you can do one missed call and then you can do one text or you can do two missed calls. That's it. If you don't get a response back from those two, that's it, they're dead. And you cut them off completely. End Interesting. Of- and I, that's and that's how hard fast I am. Like wow. I will not pursue someone for more than two. Wow. Yeah. And I think right. I and I honestly think I saved a lot of time by doing that. Because I just cut people out really quickly. So, yeah. Interesting strategy here. And also, like, I have some self-value. So, Peony, do you have an advice for someone who's not yet ready for a relationship or someone who's not I love that ready. I've turned into a dating guru literally yeah what just needed a vibe listen I'll do my best for you ladies yes but. or someone who's not yet settling down as in like and you want to date or just casual <laughs> I think it's frank or is this specific for yeah. I, I have for a friend. no I honestly think you need to go into a relationship knowing what it is that you want to get out of it mm. so if you're in a place where you just want to have fun know that go into it and only invest to that level like this is what men do women make the mistake of like falling into relationships they go in thinking it's just going to be a fling and somehow end up in like a three-year relationship we've all been there like go in and get what you need and then leave and be honest with the other person so no one's being taken advantage of if you're just interested in a summer fling tell them at the beginning i'm just interested in a summer fling you're not messing with anyone if they agree to it then that's you know everyone's responsible for themselves and that's fine if you're looking for something more serious and the other person tells you that they're only looking for a summer fling cut and dry because you're not on the same page don't think that you'll be able to talk them into it you don't want to talk anyone into being with you the right person will be desperate to be with you I once got advice quite early on in my life and it's stayed with me and I think it's so true and it's definitely been true for me in my experiences with men a man that wants to be with a woman is unstoppable every man not some men every man if they meet the woman that they think I'm not even saying is the love of their life but they're just determined to be with that person like no amount of rebuffs or pushbacks or they've got a boyfriend or they're kind of in a weird situation and they're dating someone else none of that stuff will matter. They will go full force for you. And that is definitely what the men in my life have done when they've decided that they want something. What do you think about that? Like, it's this like weird kind of like old wives tale, at least kind of like, you know, wait till the third date, wait till the fifth date, wait till whenever. Like, is that a thing? Or have we moved past that? Or, you know, do we have to follow the rules? I mean, with my first How quickly would you sleep with someone? I think after four weeks of meeting the guy. Yeah. Also, it depends how close the dates are together, like, and how much you're spending time with them, right? That's the thing, isn't it? Because you could get to a third date by three months. No, no, or exactly, or (laughs) Or three months. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Some some people waited six months. Mm -hmm. But it depends how much. I mean, how many times have you seen this guy? Yeah, how much you time? How much much did you know them before as well? Exactly. All of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. All dependable. Yeah, I guess it does depend on what you want and what you're comfortable with with your body. Yeah. And also, if you're, like, not looking for something serious, then there's no point really, like, hanging, hanging around. around. Exactly. But, yeah, I think it is interesting. I, like, find it... Use protection. Yeah. Be safe, kids. Yes. No, that's people. very good. Use protection. <laughs> it's very good. To... For me, when I dated this guy, I was 22 at the time. That was my first... I wanted to say proper boyfriend, but date. Yeah. Um, 
I didn't know what to expect. I mean, he was a white guy. He was an older guy, a struggling photographer. And what is it with the single? bloody struggling no. artists? <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like someone I might be interested in. <laughs> I only just graduated. But because it was my first time dating a guy, I didn't know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. Does he want to know more of me or do I want to know more of him? I think when we first dated, it just went really quickly. I met him on the first day and then we date, We started dating then. Yeah. And uh, I think when you become naive, then you always say yes to something rather than say no. Yeah. And then uh, things like, oh, do you like to rub my back? I was like, do, do I really want to rub your back because you want to have a scratch? <laughs> um, but when it comes to going sexual part, it's just, oh, are you mentally ready? You know, mm. that's that's a huge part of, you know, of you. You have to be mentally ready if you want to sleep with this guy but for me I wasn't ready but I felt forced to do it you felt pressure yeah pressure that's the word and uh, yeah I did it I mean after four weeks of dating him but after that it's like the the relationship sort of like got boring and I didn't want to be with him so I had this strategy that I want to break up with him is to not see him Oh, God, did you literally just ghost him? No, not answer his text. You ghosted him. You ghosted him. Okay, I ghosted him. We (gasps) broke up after four months. Because I didn't fancy him. That's brutal. I didn't fancy him. I don't respect the ghosting. No, ghosting is bad. I've had, like, really bad ghosting where, like, they just drop off the face of the earth. I was dating a guy and he was so great. We met at a wedding. It was amazing. And um, you're a romantic. Here's your here's your problem, starting guys. You can hear even talking about it in I your know, voice. Yeah. I'm a big romantic. I was a cynic, and I think oh, it helped me. No, I'm a I'm a big romantic. It's a huge problem. Yeah. In mm. this like perfect world, I would love to be friends with my exes, and I have some friends who are really mm-hmm. good friends with their mm-hmm. exes, and mm-hmm. I think it's it is like, possible. It's great. It is and, possible, and yeah. it's quite healthy in a way. Um, Not for because me. I think well, I think I just like harbor all this like bad feeling. But anyway, <laughs> I. <laughs> I um I I'm I'm not good at well, it. I've tried. Like, I've tried so hard with this one particular ex, like too hard. I think. Mm. Um, and it and it it's it's just not. I think if it's gonna, gonna happen, happen, it happens naturally. You can't force yeah. it. Yeah. The only other advice I would give, since I'm pretending that you've asked me, <laughs> is that I think a lot of people when they're single, they think they're like, I really want to meet someone. I really want to meet someone, but they're just like saying that sitting on their sofa at home. Yeah. You have to make an effort. You have to go out. You have to put yourself in new social situations. Otherwise, you'll just keep meeting the same people. You do have to, like, it's not desperate to, like, socially engage. That's how I think of it. Like, you have to go out there and live a life. And then you'll meet someone who's also living a life and is also interesting. You know? You can't just be, like, chilling at your local pub with your best friends every mm-hmm. weekend. Because it's not, you're never going to meet anyone new doing that. You'll it's just meet true. the same people. And like Sydney in Australia, it's just such a such a bubble in so many ways. And it did feel like not that I like dated every guy in Sydney, but it, it felt like I had. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> yeah. I just like I never met anyone, yeah. and I wasn't socially cliquey. Just mm. sitting on my couch, I was doing a bit of that, but like it was it was more that even when you go out, you're just meeting the same people yeah, over yeah, and yeah. over again. So it's nice being in the UK and meeting new people. That's that's like how are you finding the English boys? Definitely. Do you good. like our men? 
Music. Yeah, I do. Are they charming. English men are hot, no? Yeah, they are. They're really, really good looking. Again, like particularly. I mean, I I'm love... not speaking for all of England, but like Londoners <laughs> are quite good looking. Yeah, they are. Like on a daily basis, I'll see a hot guy. Whereas yeah. in other cities, you don't really like. No. So, um, one fun fact, Matthew did tell me when he was on the dating apps. I love that I'm sharing Matthew's dating life here. <laughs> He's so not approved this. He said that like the first question I want to hear from you guys: how much this affects you guys. And I think I know the answer already. Is height. Literally people's <laughs> first question to him would be how tall are you? And oh, Matthew's would... over six foot, so this was not an issue for him. However, like that's quite superficial that. that women are like straight in the back going for no, I would never ask that, but obviously you can gauge that when you see them in real life. <laughs> but I would never ask that. That's so that's so that's rude. rude. And also, did you guys have this growing up? This is another thing that I would love to talk about. Tell us. Is did you have the thing when you were growing up of not being that girl? Like, as a teenager, I was not the, like, pretty high school cheerleading type girl. You know what I mean? I Like I said before in previous episodes, I found puberty at, like, 21. So I was incredibly skinny, ethnic. All the boys at that age just fancied, like, the preppy girl. You know what I mean? The preppy yeah. girl who had already got boobs. And no one fancied me. So by the time that I left school... I had only had one boyfriend um, who I then proceeded to go out with for like three years or whatever. And I just, no one fancied me. So when I then emerged kind of into university single out of this side of this serious relationship, I was suddenly like, oh my God, adult men fancy other ethnicities. Mm. And it was like mind blowing. It was like, <laughs> yeah. a, I could not, like, I did not know what to do with myself. Yeah, it's so probably quite similar in Australia because it is this very like, Aussie girl, blonde, blonde, beach babe, right? Beach babe. And if you don't look like that, mm. like it kind of stems down from the fact that you're not represented. So like, you know, teenage boys like don't get to see any other girls basically. Yeah. So they see that girl as like a, the hot girl, you yeah. know, quote unquote. And then that is the thing that they're attracted to. So yeah. I sort of understand where it comes from, but um, yeah, I'm trying to think if I had like tons of boys fancying me. I love that British people say fancy. It's so cute. Oh, what do you um, guys say? What do you say? Like. Oh. I don't know. Well, That's back boring. in the days yeah, we know, say. Also, so like is like friendship. Yeah. All the, all the words are so boring. Like, but we back in the like, days we used the word. how we say kiss. It's so gross. Yeah. Whereas you guys say snog, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's more fun. But back in the days we say chase. Oh. Cute. That was in the 80s or 90s. cute. I'm going to chase her. Yeah. I had one boyfriend in high school and then. Um, yeah, I saw it probably similar situation to you, Penny. Like, I, I guess, I guess, you do emerge like sort of after yeah. that first relationship and realize that like there's a whole other world of people out there who might be interested in you. But certainly, like I had, I had a friend who was just the Aussie girl, like, right? Blonde, beach babe. babe, gorgeous, and she just was like fighting them away with a If you stick. don't know what that, that kind of girl looks like, just search for Bye Babette, because yeah. that's pretty much what that girl looks like. <laughs> or like Lara Bingle, who's the um, kind of Australian it girl, but she kind of like, a, like a, you know, that's the kind of type, yeah. right? You know, like, or like even Elle McPherson. Like, yeah, yeah, into that totally Elle McPherson, genre. yeah. Margot Robbie, like someone who looks yeah, like yeah, Margot yeah. Robbie. Um, but almost like friend a bit actually, more beachy. My mm. friend is like, yeah, like on the Margot Robbie spectrum, and of looks and um Lucky she's had these boyfriends <laughs> i know she she's like i don't i can't even remember since we were 13 a time when she didn't have a boyfriend yeah and that definitely was not my life yeah that was not my and life like i do think that it does come down a little bit to like an ethnic thing because mm, i think it did for me definitely being being at that kind of all girls school private school 
they just they just wanted like what their mums looked like yeah. that, and what they saw to be a kind of Chelsea yeah what they yeah, saw and I didn't look like that and so I mm. never got asked to dance we used to have these very like constructed Ugh. school dances did you have those yes. too and at the boys school and the girls yeah. school and you and you literally no one would ask me to dance I'd have to go and ask someone oh, to dance oh no so people that you would ask them I probably wouldn't have asked anyone got to live your life girl know. yeah yeah you're like oh, I'm still going to get that dance <laughs> um I remember a guy telling me once um, that he liked me because he really liked Asian girls. Okay, oh, yes. So we so need to talk about this. This is definitely a thing. Also, <laughs> have you also ever had the boyfriend that tells you that they watch Asian porn? No, because that's oh, only you who have had that experience. <laughs> that's and the, the guy was experience. actually like such a nice guy. He wasn't creepy. He was a really, like, we were in a very serious relationship and he was a nice guy. But somehow he thought that was an okay thing to say to me that since he'd met me he had started only watching Asian porn <laughs> <laughs> and I and he's he's smart like I don't understand why he would have thought that was an okay thing to say it's so weird so weird it is weird I, I, I it's have... so like niche it's like making you into the reason that a it's fetish. weird it's making you into a fetish it's like you are the fetish to them mm-hmm. I've had friends on apps as well that is how people like basically get in touch. Like the first thing off the bat, they say, Stop I it. love Asian porn, Asian girls. No, not porn. Oh. <laughs> I love Sorry, Asian I girls. Sorry, I took it so Hi, I love Asian girls. Blech. Like imagine. Well, why just... do they say that? I mean. Um, and also what I think is like, what do they hope to achieve by saying that? Because that to me is like just the biggest t- turn off, the biggest turn off. Because I don't want to be with someone who just like wants to be with me because of my race like i mean it's the little women thing isn't it with laurie mm. when he wants to marry the younger sister and she's like i don't want to be married just because i'm a march girl mm. like i want to be married because someone loves me not because of my family mm. and it's the same thing isn't it you don't want to be chosen because you've conformed to some niche stereotype mm. thing you want to be chosen because you're you as you. an individual yeah uh, i'm intrigued to hear your experiences both of you about dating when you're older versus dating when you're younger how it's changed i mean when i was 22 i think i was a lot more naive I think at a time, because um, I didn't know what to expect from men. But now, I think for me, I'm more like open. Sometimes when I go on dates, we, I become more like chatty, um, more opened up, um, just chatting about my family, my work. And sometimes I do get nervous, but now I feel more confident when I have a yeah. conversation. But sometimes when it comes to intimacy, I can be a bit shy. <laughs> mm. Everyone can be. I think anyone showing your body naked for the first time, it takes a pretty powerhouse person to be mm. not self-conscious the first time someone sees you naked. I have one I friend. I certainly am not that person. I have one friend who is just so good at it. Like she's Aww. just got really good like body confidence, self-confidence. Is she, has she got an amazing body or is she just got the amazing she's attitude? She's got a great body, but it's not like... I, I mean, that's not the reason. Like no, she's just got a great attitude to it. She's just got a really yeah. good attitude. That's awesome. And um, she always talks about sex confidence. Basically, she mm. says like you gotta have sex confidence. Totally. And part of that is what's like, that thing you told us? Sex. Is it was for men big dick? Big dick energy. Big dick energy. <laughs> well, it's a little bit like big dick energy, I guess. But it's more just like having sex confidence, as in like having confidence about sex, and you only get that from 
having sex like i haven't had sex for a while and then how high it is like when you're having a lot yeah Mm. and it's like fully related to how good you feel about yourself as well like you're like like anything the more you do it the more normal it becomes yeah Yeah, and and also like your relationship with your body and and like and where you are in your life at the moment but it's definitely something to work on like i think yeah when i was younger i like don't think that i had like great sex confidence and then like you only get that when you Mm -hmm. when you get older you get more confident you get more sort of Mm. like self-assured i think the thing i see that with so many girls is like with friends of mine anecdotally and and just in general i think is how many women do things that they're not comfortable with Mm. because they feel obliged or they don't want to say no or whatever the psychological reason is to doing it so many women particularly sexually will do things that they don't feel comfortable with with someone that doesn't make them feel safe and that's obviously a quite damaging experience because it knocks your confidence because you're not you don't feel right doing it it's like Mm. jumping out of an airplane and you don't trust the person that packed the parachute it's that vibe and I think totally. I think that's a very dangerous place, finding the right partner. Mm. You can do anything with the right partner because you trust them and you're there together. Yeah. And you know, like for a lot of women, I think it's knowing that it won't leave the room, mm. that what you have is a private experience mm. with that person and totally. they won't, aren't going to go and boast to their friends or, mm. you know, show pictures of you or whatever crazy stuff people do these days. You know, j- knowing that you're safe in that space. Mm. Like, I think a lot of men love to tell, not a lot of men, that's awful branding, all men, some horrible men, like, some fuck boys, (laughs) like to tell women that they're frigid because they won't do something. No woman is frigid. You just don't make them want to do it. Yeah. That's much more about your lack of dick energy than that woman. You have very small dick energy (laughs) if a woman is saying that to you. So I think just having the confidence to say no, like, Saying no is not going to make someone that really likes you like you less. Mm. It's only going to make someone who didn't like you to start with like you less. Mm. And you can always say no at mm. any point. Always. Yeah, communication is very Sorry. important in you know dating scene or, or relationship. And it's also trust as mm. well. Trust one another. Mm. If it doesn't go well, just... Laugh it up. off. Yeah, laugh it off. I think more well, laugh, I didn't do that. laughter is great. Uh, the awkward situation because mm, two bodies together are going to make some funny noises going to do some weird <laughs> stuff like that's that is real like no one's having getting sex an in, like in hollywood though are they you know what i mean it's not there's no steam and like good lighting <laughs> that's not real life so like just laugh you know you don't need to look perfect all the time i'm sure that mm. they love you because you're not perfect yeah have more fun i think that's good advice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for all things dating really truth so spoke of hannah I think when I was younger, I was much more um, drama with my dating life. I lived for the drama. That's a youth thing too, because I think as well, like I had like imbibed these messages that drama equals passion, passion, and passion equals like true love. Yes, Mm. when that is a bad message to learn, but you learn that from pop culture. Yeah, 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 totally. Now that I'm a wise woman of 27, (laughs) I understand where I went wrong and awry in my life. You know, uh, two, three months ago, but. Totally. But, but it's totally the, the messages that you learn from books and movies. Like I, yeah. I've picked up so many bad messages from, you know, when I look back at you, you know, the guys I had crushes on in movies and TV shows and it's, it's equating drama and, 100%. and just like craziness and like intense passion with like actual love. Not commitment. the same thing. They're not the same thing at mm. all. No. In fact that they're kind of, 
as far from each other as as it can be um i think as i got older i also gave people more chances like i think when you're young you're like he's not my type i don't fancy him no whereas as i got older i was like it costs me nothing to give you an hour of my time Mm. i'll go for a drink with you Mm -hmm. if you you could end up being the most amazing personality ever and these two things about how you look or this one fact I know about you will be irrelevant within the mm. wider scheme of your personality. And so I always gave people a chance. Yeah. And I think a lot of girls don't do that. They just, they want what they want and they think that it's only going to come in a very specific package and so they say no to everything else. But I think you have to give people a chance because I know for sure, I don't know whether it's what left is left or no wrong, ro- like um, swiping away oh, on you Tinder. You've never been. I've on never been. Is left it, is no. Left is no. I would have. I would have swiped left on Matthew. <laughs> wow. Because his dating CV in inverted commas would not have appealed to me mm. at all. But no one is just that. You have to give people a chance. Be open. Yeah, I think as well. You have to almost go against your type in a way like and that that's about the giving people chances like I think I've got this friend who's like dating this guy at the moment and I know that she's really serious about him Mm -hmm. because he's like not her type at all Mm -hmm. from her previous relationships Mm -hmm. and she is the kind of person like you Penny who was just would have said no off the bat never Mm. let anything progress because she was so steadfast about what she wanted and she's kind of like opened herself up to this great Mm. thing and I think that that is really, really great. But I think a lot of people just get stuck in this like idea of what their type is, mm. quote unquote, what they want, what, you know, like they have to have this, they have to do that. They have to have this kind of job. But also culturally what your thing. family, you think your family is. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a big things. thing in Asian families. Exactly. And like, it's only when you sort of stop that and stop thinking like that and be open that maybe you can find someone that, you know, has all these other great things that, mm. that you never even thought you wanted. Totally. Or you just didn't even know were possible. Thank you for listening to the first season of Three Dumplings and we hope you enjoyed it as much as we enjoyed making it. (laughs) We would love if you would rate, review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts as it helps others find us and gives us a little boost in the charts. And we're already planning our season two. And if you have any questions or ideas, please drop us a comment on Instagram, Twitter, or on our email. We've got an email address, which is three, the digit, dumplingspod mm-hmm. at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. A couple of thank yous as usual. Big thank you to Badland Studios for making our super cute dumplings artwork. Thank you so much. And thank also you. to producer Ryan, especially for putting up with this dick heavy talk today. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. Ryan at Shortcuts. We will be returning later in the year for season two after we all go on a very well-earned break. Peony, where are you going? I've got mad travel plans mm. before we start recording the next one. So um, I'm going next. My next stop is Nantucket, which I've never been to before, which I'm super wow. excited. Then I go from there to PEI, which is like Kit's fantasy holiday. Yes, Prince, Prince Edward, Edward Island. Island. Exactly, yes. exactly. And then I come back literally for one night and then I go to Paris for work and then I go to Beirut for um, work and for my friend's wedding, which is so exciting. Oh, someone's um, going to do it. And then... Then we're back and recording, so it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot. Where are you going, kid? Uh, I will be here for a long while. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Staycation, Couchstone. Yeah, I have nothing planned. Maybe I might 
go back to Hong Kong to celebrate Chinese New Year. We'll be recording before then. No, we'll be recording yeah. before then. Yeah. She, I did, we'll, to be we'll clear, guys, that. I did invite Kit to Paris and she was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> you want to stay home. What are you doing, Hannah? I'm going to New York and I will be heading straight to Chinatown because I haven't been in five years and I need to have the spicy tofu. And oh, I'm so excited. I can taste it already. I can't wait. But we will see you all soon for season two. Until then, bye-bye. Bye, guys. Bye.